0: Welcome to From the Ring to Everything, where we talk about everything from your engagement through that first year of marriage and everything in between. My name is Maria, and if you're ready, let's get talking. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of From the Ring to Everything podcast. I'm really glad you guys joined me today. Today, I'm really excited to have a really special guest on, a good friend and somebody who's really well-known in the wedding industry here in SoCal. His name is Alan Katz from Great Officiants, and he's also the owner of the Cute Little Wedding Chapel in Long Beach. Hi, Alan. Thank you for joining me today. How are you? Hey, it's a beautiful day out here in sunny, Southern California. Isn't it? It's wonderful, I know. (laughs) Hey, so I really appreciate that you came on today. Can you give people just a little quick background of who you are and a little bit of what you do? Sure. Well, I'm the owner of a company called Great Officiants. And we provide wedding officiants for couples who are getting married all over Southern California. Uh, we go to locations like the beach, the backyard, the ballrooms. We also have a boutique little wedding chapel in Long Beach, mm-hmm. and we also have a beach wedding division where we do all the setup and design of beach weddings. Cool. Yeah, I, I see all your stuff, and I think it's great. Licenses. Mm-hmm. And then I have a couple other business: like memorial
1: services business and and uh, entertainment business. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of different stuff.
0: Yeah, weddings. <laughs> right, I know. I see you're a really busy guy, and you have a lot of uh, great efficiency that I know work for you. So, speaking of efficiency, which is why we're on today, uh, I asked you to be on today, is lately, as we know, weddings are coming back slowly, a lot of micro weddings and things like that. And what I'm starting to notice is I understand couples have made a lot of changes over COVID, they've had to cancel big plans they had. So they're doing smaller weddings. Well, with that, I'm noticing a lot of friend officiants. And then what I'm hearing is the aftermath that happens with that. So and I I understand why couples, you know, they think, oh, I'm going to have my friend do it. It's or my uncle. They know us. It's very personal. But we're seeing a lot of problems with that. Can you talk to the reason why really it's better to just go with a licensed officiant? It's just... So much better when it comes to everything, not only the, the ceremony, but even the licensing. Can you talk a little bit about your experience that you've been seeing lately with that? Well, there's no expression. If you think hiring a professional is expensive, try hiring an amateur. Good one. See how, how expensive that's going to be. You can only have your wedding once. Right. And you can only go through that date once. And if it gets messed up, you are stuck with that mm-hmm. you know, for a lifetime. Exactly. photographer, videographer, you know, a a planet makes it different because we know what can happen Mm -hmm. and what can go wrong and how to fix it instantly. Right. Uh, In a ceremony, are so many things. Let's start with the legal aspect of it. Okay. Uh,
1: You know, a marriage license has to be signed by an official. Mm -hmm. And we issue a lot of marriage licenses to couples who are having coffee on it and then that takes that license that would normally take several weeks to get done now it's several months later Mm. and they still don't have a marriage license Mm -hmm. so it's something that we have to deal with on on an absolute daily basis right I really challenging because now they have to come back to us we have to resign the
2: forms charge them again Mm -hmm. additional money then get the stuff back to the county and now when the county office is being closed we can't just simply walk in the paperwork; everything has to be done by mail, mm-hmm. so it has to go for me for signatures. It has to go to the official for signatures. If it gets lost in the meantime, the county has to prepare it again. So right. it's very challenging for an inexperienced person signing the marriage license. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're dealing with a legal contract. Mm-hmm. We're forming a personal corporation, and if the paperwork isn't done right the first time, then the corporation paperwork will fail. Mm-hmm. The next part is the ceremony itself. Though there's right. so many nuances. When you're doing a ceremony, Um, even in a small ceremony, you know who stands where, who faces who, how you hold your hands, how to put the rings on, how to use a microphone properly, and also how to interact with the other vendors. Usually in a situation where there is a uh, friend officiant
1: or the uncle officiant, Mm -hmm. they don't know how to interact with the other vendors. It's so important during the ceremony, especially with the photographers and with the to sound people, to be able to understand how to use a microphone properly, mm-hmm. how, to, how to mic the get, how to mic the couple when they're doing their vows, um, how to stand so the photographer can make sure they get the right pictures, mm-hmm. uh, letting the photographer know the different elements that were happen, telling
0: people to stand up, and most importantly, what I did at the second wedding I ever did, telling people to sit down. Absolutely. The, Absolutely. the
1: second wedding I ever did, the people stood the entire ceremony. Yep, yep. I thought they were just being nice and standing at attention. I realized that I didn't tell
0: them, oh, please be seated. Right, right. That's funny you bring that up because I have had to do that a few times when it's been like an uncle or a friend. I'm up there kind of trying to get their attention. Sit, sit. <laughs> to tell, them, tell the people to sit down. So I'm glad you brought that up because I have seen that happen. It's kind of funny. But <laughs> and it's nuances like that that, that, that make it Important. Mm-hmm. Being able to connect with the couple is great. You know, knowing the couple is great. But if you can't pull it off, or if you get nervous, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's
1: that's the biggest thing. I've had in the last week, I had three couples call me. Hey, you know, my friend was going to do it, but they're really nervous, um, and they just don't want to do it anymore. Or mm-hmm. now they can't fly out from blah blah blah. And right. They don't want to get on a plane. Right. So you know, yeah, and, and he says that it's totally different now mm-hmm. than what you. And even more than more than ever,
0: a professional is important. Absolutely, well, and I'm glad you brought that up. Understands what the rules
1: are mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Right now, we are in the wild, wild west with, with doing weddings. There's, you know, nobody knows what the rules are. I know what the rules are. Right. Um. But nobody knows what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it. Mask, no mask, gloves, mm-hmm. full body suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs>
0: Yes, you do, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: when a professional comes in.
0: Absolutely. So, how do you address those couples that are saying, "Hey, but I, I really want my friend because they know our story, they know all about us, but I know at least with you and a lot of your officiants that you use, you get to know the couple before you even marry them most of the time, right?" Absolutely. We, we, we set, set up these you know, virtual meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, but we set up time to meet with them and find out more about them. We have them fill out a questionnaire. And then we pepper that stuff and through the ceremony. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the front officiant will say some inappropriate things. Like, yeah, you know, and before you were dating, you know, Julie, uh, boy, you had this raging affair with <laughs> Cynthia. And, you know, when the two of you were running naked down the street, it was like, what? Stuff like that doesn't, you know, it may be funny, mm-hmm. but... It doesn't, it's not an appropriate place. So using appropriate humor, using mm-hmm. appropriate stories, You know, a, a, cer- a ceremony is basically four items.
1: Right. The vows that I do is the rings and the kiss. The rest of the ceremony is fluff. Mm-hmm. Now the fluff can be stories, the fluff can be their own vows, the fluff can be unity ceremonies, honoring their parents, all sorts of different things. And structure is important. Mm-hmm. If you don't structure ceremony, just seems disjointed, and Mm -hmm. nothing seems to work properly. Right. But basically what we're doing is we're putting on a show. Mm -hmm. For lack of anything, we're putting on a show, a stage show. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the stars. I'm the announcer. The wedding party is the supporting cast. The guests are their audience. Hmm. And if we treat it that way, we can put on the most amazing show and have everybody walk away going, that was amazing. That Mm -hmm. was awesome.
0: Yeah. I never thought of it that way, but that's actually... Really cool. I like that mindset. You are putting on a show. You have all these yeah, guests. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's true. I love that. I mean, I'm going to borrow that sometime. <laughs> I really do like that a lot. And I'm glad you brought up the licensing thing, especially right now during COVID. You brought up a really good point. You can't just walk in or make an appointment for a week or a few days out anymore like you used to pre-COVID. So what I'm also hearing is a lot of the stories of, oh my gosh, my wedding day is here. I don't have my license. Oh, I thought I could just go in and get it. And couples just aren't being informed. And I always inform my couples. I know a lot of professionals inform their couples about the importance of, especially now, you got to get this license early. So I'm seeing, and I know you also issue licenses. You touched on it a bit earlier. So what? What is your advice now when it comes to getting your license if you're planning to do a micro-wedding? Let's say you're like, hey, let's just go have a micro-wedding in three weeks. What are you telling those couples?
1: Well, what I'm telling those couples, hey, this, is, this is also kind of goes back to the last question. Mm-hmm. If you're using a friend efficient, they don't know anything about the legal process and about getting a marriage license. Mm-hmm. So they may give you incorrect or wrong information. So basically here's the thing, a marriage license must be obtained before a ceremony takes place. The marriage license is basically the permission slip to get married. It's the city, it's the county, and the state giving you permission to get married. And in order to get that permission, you have to qualify under, you know, identity, you have to have valid IDs, you have to, in the case of a confidential license, you have to state that you live together. Because in California, there's two types of licenses, public and confidential. Mm-hmm. Both are equally as
0: valid, equally as legal. A uh, public mayor's license requires one or two witnesses, that license is recorded, and it becomes a matter of public record. Mm-hmm. Which means that I can get a copy, you can get a copy, they can get a copy, and every telemarketer and identity can get a copy of their personal information from the web. Mm-hmm. Whereas a confidential license requires no witnesses, the license is recorded, but only the couple has access to the documents. Mm-hmm. The one caveat it is, is the couple has to stay they live together. Uh,
1: when they okay. It together, then they have to get a public license. Mm. So let's say a couple wants to get married. They want to get a marriage license, and, and now we're uh, in the middle of October, right. and they want to get married in a couple weeks. Right. So they they want to go. They first they "Okay, we'll go to the county clerk's office." They go down to the county clerk's office in Norwalk, and they're like turned away because, uh, "Hey, you can't come in here. You know, but it's armed guards. You know, <laughs> turn away and run." Mm. So the first appointment available in LA County. In January. Oh really? Yes. Wow. So you cannot get in there until January. Wow. Uh, Orange County is a little better. Some of the other counties have, have just, you know, some availability. You can't just walk into the county clerk's office and get a mayor's license. Right. You have to set it up ahead of time. Mm-hmm. In Orange County, they're issuing them at the, the Honda Center. Mm-hmm. Where you basically go up to one of the ticket windows and they issue it to you through there. Right. Which is brilliant. Yeah. And, it's, and they get a lot through. Right. People from all the other counties are coming there, so Orange County is doing it right. <laughs> LA County could have done this right. In fact, yeah. LA County wasn't going to issue the marriage licenses. Uh-huh. Um, and I formed a coalition of wedding chapels and notaries. Mm-hmm. And we contacted the health department, <laughs> of the state, I mean, the, the uh, uh, county board of supervisors, and we explained to them why our, the notary program would for us, the issue of the marriage license is so important. We give them deadlines and ideas of how to restart it, and they restarted the program. Right.
0: So we are special notaries of the county. Mm-hmm. And couples come to us when, A, they can't get a marriage license from the county, or they don't want to have to get a marriage license from the county. Mm-hmm. And what we are basically assigned to do from the county is we're basically triple-A for the DMV. Oh, good like,
1: so, yeah, it's a good analogy. Yeah. But the, basically, the county issues us marriage licenses. And then we issue them to couples. Mm-hmm. As long as they qualify, as long as they have a valid ID, as long as they're stating that they live together, mm-hmm. we is not find confidential license. Right, right. And, and we do this every single day.
0: Now, can they can they get the license the same day? Like, if they have to get call you and you got to go issue a license, can they get married that same day then? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, their, at, our wedding chapel, at our wedding chapel, they
1: come in, the we take them out to our terrace, boom, they're married.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so. simple, cool, yeah. And you know, I'm glad you touched on that, that coalition because with COVID, a lot of things have changed. And again, we've also been hearing stories about people having these weddings maybe larger than they should. And you're hearing about that one or two guests that ended up uh, testing positive for COVID, and now they've passed it out to different family members and friends. Maybe not people at the wedding only, but at other people that are around their circles. So you were a really big part of um, coming up with safety protocols. I know, at least at the weddings that you officiate, you're very vocal and honest as to what your requirements are, which I think is
1: wonderful. Yes, yes, the state, right yes, now, the, the state has guidelines for mm-hmm. cultural and religious ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And whether i are doing a ceremony in a backyard, at a hotel, on the beach, it falls under the cultural and religious ceremonies tab. Okay. Unfortunately, the state has no guidelines for receptions. Mm-hmm. Receptions of any size are technically not allowed. Right. So even these micro-weatherings that are going on, technically they're... They may not be allowed some places get it because they have the restaurant license mm-hmm. um, and they can do it that way but what, what it's caused it's caused a lot of stuff to go underground right. in backyards and done unsafely so there's an organization called cape mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a new organization that actually we, they just had a big um, uh, protest march in sacramento the uh, day before
0: yesterday yes i saw that
1: 100 different wedding vendors went up there and demanded that the state issue guidelines for receptions because right now, the re- receptions that are being done, it's it's like the wild west up there. Nobody knows what to do. Mm-hmm. So we're asking the state, please, you know, we can do this. In fact, it's safer for wedding professionals to do a wedding mm-hmm. than having somebody do it in their backyard who doesn't know what they're doing. Right. I mean, they had that one wedding in, in May. Mm-hmm. This, this is the big one that made all the news. Right. And they they over exceeded their, their allotment of people, and somebody had COVID and gave it to
0: 60 guests, those 60 guests passed about the people, mm-hmm. and now 10 people are dead because they didn't follow the protocols. Yeah. Tragic. So, that just
1: sound terrible. So the thing is, okay, A, if I was that couple, I would never be able to sleep at night right. knowing that I killed 10 people.
0: Mm-hmm. My actions caused 10 people. Me, as an official, I could never sleep at night knowing that if I violate the rules and somebody catches it. Mm-hmm. A, It'll ruin my reputation,
1: mm-hmm. but it'll ruin my life mm-hmm. because I will know that I did something wrong and, and I wouldn't be able to live with it. Right. So I keep the strictest, stay with the rules and do what I feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently Huntington Beach opened up, uh us allow them to do weddings on the beach and they can, you know, they said, oh yeah, over a hundred guests. Well, I don't feel comfortable setting up over a hundred guests. Mm-hmm. Um, so we limited it to 40. Right
0: which I think is awesome. And I, you know, and I, I know that's kind of, um, I don't want to say the controversial, but kind of a pushback with some, with some guests. And sadly, even with some vendors, I see that. And my advice, and I'm guessing your advice would be to couples is, you know, if we're fine, we we know you want to get married, but follow the safety protocols. And If your vendors are requiring it, and I know you're very diligent on saying, hey, if I'm going to be the officiant at your wedding, your guests are wearing masks. And you've been very uh, open to a lot of guests saying, yeah, that's great, and others saying, no, no, I don't want that. So how, what do you I do just, with that? We
1: had three weddings, we had three weddings yesterday either cancel or not book us because we require their guests to wear masks. And this was like I don't want guests wearing masks in the pictures. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Yeah. I totally get it. But the fact is that I'm not making the rules. Right. It's the state that made the rules, and I have to follow those. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm doing a ceremony, I'm basically the clergy in charge of this church mm-hmm. called your ceremony. Right. And as the clergy, I have to maintain the rules that are set forth in the state order. Right. Um, the, the, the other end of it is I have so many couples coming to me, and they're like, more couples than cancel me come to me. Yes. Because I have these rules, and they're afraid to tell their guests mm-hmm. to wear masks. Mm-hmm. They go ahead to tell, oh, yeah, you have to wear a mask. Now they can let it be me saying, yeah, the minister says we all have to wear masks during the ceremony. And it takes that off of them. Right. People want to have their wedding, but they want to have it safely, and they don't know how. So if I'm following the guidelines, I'm telling the couple, hey, the guidelines say this, i like, thank you. So, I mean, I hear this all the time. Thank you so much.
0: I didn't know how to approach my guests
1: mm-hmm. and I don't put the
0: blame on me. Right. Right. And I love and that And put the load right on me. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. No, I no, and I, I love that and I love that you are doing that because I, you know, us as planners we do run across that with um with uh with uh, couples like hey, I don't want them wearing masks, and it's just that importance of wearing the mask and following the guidelines. And if you're working with a, an actual licensed officiant or any licensed vendor who really does care about the ceremony and the safety of people during this time, they're going to require it. And um, I'm glad that more couples are saying, yeah, I want this, than the ones that are canceling saying, no, I don't want it. Because like you said, that's a terrible risk to put your guests in. Um, but... I want to just kind of wrap up quickly a little bit because um, we're going to be running out of time in a little bit. But I want to first thank you for coming on board. And two, how do people reach you or get more information um, about licensing or finding out about the different officiants that you have? I know you have like a million of them.
1: Yeah, 37, 37 officiants. Yeah, that's a lot.
0: Um, basically, you can go to
1: my main website, which is greatofficiants.com. Mm-hmm. Um, my wedding chapel is cute little wedding My elopement website is elop- elopetoday.com. Okay. And, and you can still basically they all filter into the same site, so they all right. kind of you know, have all the same information but different. Right. But they're more specific on, on elopements, on the chapel, and on getting married on locations. Perfect.
0: So any little last minute advice you would tell the couples before we yeah. absolutely understand the safety is the most
1: important thing these days we're in the middle of a pandemic we're in the middle of the worst pandemic in 100 years so if you want to get married if you want to have something while there's a pandemic while there are state borders do it safely i know you don't want to wear a mask but wear a mask be safe keep the people around you safe and it just got proven in Washington. What happens when people mm-hmm. don't wear masks? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's true. a political discussion, but, right. you know, that the perfect example of um, if what happens, nobody knew that, you
0: know, those people were professionals. Yep. Those people were, were politicians, and they didn't wear masks, and somebody got sick yep. and spread it to everybody. Yeah, it's true. So and that then, can uh, happen to them, and they're
1: supposed to be diligent and being able to be on top of it. Mm-hmm. Us, you know, lay people... You know, it can happen to us, too. Absolutely. They say, in a group of 100 people, guaranteed one person in that group of 100 people probably has to take
0: Correct. I agree. That's scary. It is scary. scary. It is scary. Because
1: that one person, if they're not wearing a mask, Mm you pass it on to everybody.
0: Right. And that's great advice. I will echo it a million times. I agree with you. Again, thank you so much. Again, you know, remember, a licensed officiant is the way to go. They're going to be able to guide you legally with the marriage license and, and everything you need to know. They're going to run that ceremony professional and personal. So don't be afraid to go with a licensed officiant. I know uncle Joe might be a great guy and funny, but to Alan's point, they can get nervous, they cannot make it, they can run late, anything can happen. So don't take that risk and really work with professional vendors at all times when you are planning your wedding or any other event. Again, thank you so much, Alan. I so much appreciated that you came on and were able to give such really great information in such a short time. And uh, again, we like always, we're going to sign off. And as I always say, let's keep the conversation going and let's keep talking. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss future episodes. New episodes are available the first and third Thursday of every month. If you have questions, comments, or stories you want to share, or are planning a wedding, email me at, by Maria at outlook.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to share it with your friends and family, and please leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. Until next time, let's keep talking.